Welcome to the You Can't Take It With You podcast, where we explore estate planning and end-of-life issues. Your hosts are Annie, Hannah, and Lana. I'm Annie. Me and my sister Hannah are estate planning lawyers in Washington State. Lana is our mom, and she's got a lot of questions about this stuff. Fortunately, Hannah and I love talking about it and especially love helping people understand these issues so they're not intimidating or scary. Thanks for joining us. Hello. On this week's episode of You Can't Take It With You, we are talking about disposition authorizations. <laughs> and this is a document, not like you would know from the title of it, but it is where you authorize the disposition of your remains. And so that means that you're telling people how you want your body to be disposed of. You have a choice yeah. in Washington state. You can be cremated, buried, and the new one is composted. It's not legal in every state, the composting one. It's it's new as of May 2020. Oh, green burial. It's or very green. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't mention burial at sea because, you know, we have sea here. Yes. We were just researching burial at sea. Which is kind of cheap. That's the <laughs> economical option. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. Besides cremation. So here's, this is another topic yeah. people are thrilled to talk about. I think it's kind of a, a, a fun thing to talk about because you No, learn, you don't. I do. I do. Because oh, you, you learn some weird stuff about people. That's true. <laughs> That's true. People it's have, really interesting. You know, we'll have clients, I mean, all over the place, but one of them said recently, just cremate me and throw me in the toilet. I was like, <laughs> do you want me to write that? <laughs> and then there are people who say, I, I would like to be cremated. And here's a picture book to show you exactly where I want my remains to be scattered, including GPS coordinates. I have five different places that I want my ashes to be scattered, just FYI. Are you serious? Yeah. So you would have to divide your ashes into five equal parts. Well, Annie wouldn't. You no, would. You, you Others no, would, Hannah. I won't She's be honest. The kids will be doing that, probably, yeah. But it's kind of fun because then you can provide in your will that you'll pay for them to go to all those places. You know who I thought of, who inspired that? Kathy Hardy. Kathy Hardy. Yeah, my good friends. Yeah. I think it was Paris and Hawaii and yep. Disneyland. Her Disneyland. daughter got to go to all. I think those are very similar to mine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember them, but it's it's kind of a fun way to do it. You know. Yeah. It's really sweet or annoying. I don't know. Well, we have clients that do that. Yeah. Usually people just pick one place, <laughs> not several. But yeah. We. I had a client recently who had very specific. And again, another very specific one, which I think is interesting because people think about this or they don't at all. Sometimes mm -hmm. the people go, they look at me when I ask and they say, oh my gosh, we have to think about that. <laughs> well, I, I know someone who lost a child. He was an adult child and she had his ashes commingled with her mother who died shortly thereafter. Oh, yeah. So commingled and yeah. interred somewhere mm -hmm. yeah. in a, a crem crematorium or something. But it was sort of like the families together. Yeah. You know, I just got back from Savannah. And I'll tell you what. The Savannah? Cemeteries <laughs> and Savannah, disposition of remains are a huge problem. Yeah. They take the water? Uh, no, well, that, no <laughs> because they take up so much room. In a place like that where they've been burying people since yeah. the 1600s, they have... To move cemeteries, they have to build on top of some. I mean, and above got, ground. Yes, they bury them above ground in tombs. Why do they do that? No, they put ashes above ground. You're talking about New Orleans, New but Orleans. Savannah has a lower water table. I oh, believe. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, doesn't so, everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. There's only so much ground you can yeah. keep using. I mean, it is a high water table there. Not interesting. As, yeah, and so enter composting, right? Yeah. Composting and and cremation. I yeah. think and and burial at sea. 
Much better than taking up land resources. Oh, no kidding. It just go on forever. And that's pretty consistent with the responses that we get in our office. Most people want to be cremated, occasionally buried. The, the legal word is interred. Yeah. But I think there's a huge trend away from burial. And the, I, I looked it up and it says 56% of people get cremated. It seems like more than that. That seems low well, to yeah. me. There's a religious component. Absolutely. With resurrection, which I honestly don't quite understand. I've worked with clients in all different religions, and I always am fascinated to learn, you know, belief um, system, whether the ashes can be even created Mm -hmm. or spread apart. Right. 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 Catholicism, you can't, you can Mm -hmm. now cremate. My understanding, the most recent is that you can cremate if you're Catholic, but you can't scatter the ashes. They have to be kept whole. Okay. You know, this goes back to the Greeks during the Trojan War. Oh, believed yeah. that the the body had to be intact, and mm-hmm. if they lost the body, then mm-hmm. it's not it has no afterlife. Mm-hmm. What? So I mean, this thing. I didn't on. know that. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that was a Greek, you know, early. It's cool tidbit to know. Well, I think a lot of people still think that. Yeah, that you're not going to be resurrected if your body has been. I mean, of course your body's destroyed. Of course it's ashes. Of course it's dust to dust. The act of cremation. I was just kind of reading about this. It goes back to Babylonia. I mean, it's like yeah. it's been around for oh, yeah. forever. I mean, it's just the Vikings, more efficient. Huh? Oh, mm-hmm. Vi- well, no, Vikings, the body on the boat. Yeah. And, and maybe like flaming. It's burned. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's burning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Judaism, you can't be cremated. That's okay. my understanding. Is okay. Actually, it'd be fun to do a whole podcast about how religion affects estate yeah. planning. But yeah. there are a lot be. of different factors that affect how people decide what to do here. You know, another interesting piece is, do you care versus do your kids care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of kids, no, I don't want, want to make a the generalization. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they go do. Some place. They want to, a place yeah. to be yeah. and be reverent and, you know, pay respects. But mom, like you have always said, you aren't interested in that. And no, I don't but think I, think I am a little either. altar in your house to me would be nice. <laughs> right. You would like a shrine? Yeah, yeah. a little shrine, but I don't. Oh, <laughs> oh of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now or <laughs> write this all down, Mom. Just don't forget. Please make a shrine. <laughs> Just a small shrine. You know, like I love the well, this Day is of going the off Yes, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say your friend mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. um do you hear that R role? Um from <laughs> Coco uh-huh. in just, Mexican culture. Yes. I mean, I didn't know about it before Coco, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I just thought that was so sweet. What a nice way to remember people and just an uh-huh. altar. Is that, I got to look into it a little more, obviously, but it, I wonder if that's up all year or if it's just. I think it's just the, the day of the dead and oh. they put the food that the person liked in the picture. Oh, and I love that. Celebrate. I love that too. I think that's great. Maybe we should start an day of the dead and have a day of the dead. We have some, Or we could yeah. do it on day of Dia de los Muertos, is that? Well, it would be, that is the day. <laughs> That's right. Look it, I'm already in. Okay. November 1st. Is yes, it? Yes, it is. The day after All Halloween. Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Oh. That's how that came about. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Make an ofrenda. Frenda. Yeah. Oh. Okay, ofrenda. but now let's go on to right. people's disposition wait, authorizations. Wait. I have something to say about this document. And that is, it's important to understand who the audience is. Audience is like the crematorium or like the person that's in charge. Oh, why are we doing it? Yeah. Like, why do we do this I document? I think that's twofold, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, for one, it tells your kids, like, what you want to do, right? So they don't have to wonder. But then legally, yes. So the crema- the memorial home doesn't have to get permission from all the kids. Yeah. Yes. Is, it, is that back plan. to the health care power of attorney? No, because you're dead. Okay, now we rel- another realm. Yeah. The deceased 
well, what's it called? Disposition authorization. Is that, is that part of your will? It's a separate document that okay. we pull out. No, Hannah, it's a good point. I've had a memorial home call me and say, thank you so much for doing this document. So let's say you have four kids. One is estranged. Another is addicted to drugs, right? The other two are kind of taking care of everything. If you don't have a disposition authorization in place, the, the two kids that are involved have to go get consent from the other estranged slash drug addicted kiddo to- Are you serious? Yes, the memorial home will require that before they do anything because they will get sued if people don't agree. And we just learned that there are lawyers who specialize in mortuary litigation. I have never heard of that before. Yeah. Well, you should put this at the beginning. This yeah. is important. It's a mess. So they've said, thank you so much for putting that okay. in writing. Tell mm -hmm. me about this paper. It has to be notarized. Witnessed. By someone who's Anyone. not in the mortuary business. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone. Okay. Just witness. One witness. Yeah. It's very informal. Okay. But composting is not unique to Washington anymore, but we were the first state to do it. So it started in 2020. And now there are several states that are doing composting. And Just, it runs about how much? It Hannah, was 5,500, but prices as of today look like 7,000. I'm going to say yeah. 5 to 7K. Yeah. And that's more than cremation, which, which can cre be done very cheaply. What can cre What's cremation cost? Well, if you go through like the Neptune Society, a lot mm -hmm. of our clients do that. I think it's like that's prepaying for like 3,000 bucks to prepay for it. Mm -hmm. and the, there's a lot of services that go with that. And I, that comes up a lot. Oh, excuse me. So let's finish up this idea, though. The, a burial is significantly more expensive, in my experience. It can run to ten to $20,000. that an interment? Interment, yeah. yeah. Not an interment. Not interment. Interment. Got it. Ooh. 20K. Yeah, that's probably guilt money, right? People always want. Oh, she, fancy needs, box. she needs a satin cover. Mm -hmm. needs... Yes. Oh, and, <laughs> and Costco they... has caskets. So you can buy your Costco cost casket. Yeah, Costco casket. I think a lot of that cost is preparing the body for viewing too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that sounds, well, you have know. You, have you done many of those viewings? Never. Oh, I've never really? had a viewing. Have you gone to one? No. I went to it, Nana's. It was a viewing? Yeah. Was it weird? Yeah. They can't get it right. I mean, <laughs> it's dead. weird that they like put makeup on. It's so well, they have to because they're great. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most important part. I wonder when like this became a thing. Egyptians, right? No, they didn't. It's they mummies. didn't view. Oh, you're right. They were just mummified. I'm talking about viewing. Like yeah. dressing As up a dead person. Egypt, so the whole weird. Egyptian thing it was masking the dead person. <laughs> Six feet under. Oh my gosh, that's so a great good. show. Yeah, but I mean, I think Derailed, it's a, but... a recent thing that people have had mm. to look at the body. I'd be very curious about why. Probably mortuaries came up with that so they could make more money. They have beauticians in there, putting on eyelashes, yeah. fixing that, microblading the, the brows. <laughs> microblading the brows. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be hard. Uh, you know, they probably pump it up with fillers too yeah. because the, yeah. the skull sinks in. Wasn't well, that formaldehyde or is that just so the body doesn't well, smell? Well, it probably doesn't matter now. You know, no. do some research on this. They just put a you know, some lip filler in there. In there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even do that. You Make her look a little better. <laughs> Shortening in there. Oh my gosh, right. Literally Shortening. anything. Oil. I hurt them. Weird. Uh, I've had some clients recently that ask about donating their body to science. Oh, okay. Or organ donation. The answer, I guess, to, to that would be organ donation is done through the Department of Licensing. So as long as you have that little heart mm -hmm. on your license, then you're good to go there. 
But as far as donating to science, it really depends on where you want to donate it to. For example, University of Washington, which is the local university uh-huh. here, they have a form you fill out separately that's like, yes, I would like my body to be donated to science. So if you have an interest in that, you need exactly. to look into that. What, do they keep your body alive? You may see the movie Coma. They keep your body alive to harvest the organs. Yes. So they would have to keep you, even if your brain dead, they just have to keep you going until they mm-hmm. can move the organs around. Yeah. So I if agree. you are an organ donor, that may affect, would that affect your healthcare directive? No, but body to science. Donating your body to science would. They'll okay. they'll cremate after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it actually says that in mm-hmm. a, in the University of Washington's documents at least. You sign saying, Yep, it's okay to cremate the remains and send them to my area okay, yeah. or so whatever. Disposition, you gotta look at all these options. Yeah, there's also like a body farm down in like North Carolina. I might be totally misquoting this. It's, no, there it's is a book called Stiff. There is a body farm. It's one. It's out of Quantico. Yeah, it's for the FBI. So they can yeah. figure forensics. They watch bodies decompose, yeah. like in the in nature. What, so they what can stage understand. do the bottles oh, slide on, onto the body? Mm-hmm. This is a real science, a pathological studies of mm-hmm. how to um, determine how long the body has been laying and what temperature. Yeah, it's it makes. What if you're sense. like, yeah, my family member is out in the body farm decomposing for <laughs> well, the cool. I know it's kind of cool. <laughs> At least you're being productive in death. Yeah, it's a little bit like That's composting. Like. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about composting. What they do is they put your body with. Uh, quote, plant matter, which you can figure out what that is more if you look at online, but with plant matter. And then my understanding is that within 30 days, your entire body, including bones, is decomposed. So then your family gets... Crazy, first of all. That's fungus. Fungus. Keep that fungus away from me now. A lot of... (laughs) (laughs) um, So yeah, they're like mushroom suits that have the same, Mm -hmm. the kind of like loop berry. Loop berry. But then the family then gets... The soil, the, the output is soil, and it, apparently it's like a wheelbarrow's amount of soil yeah. with the plant matter and your body. It's what, a little creepy. Yeah, and so what people like, you know, the idea is that they can plant, use that soil to plant plants or trees, trees. or whatever. And then what a lot of companies will do is take the remainder, if they give you some soil so you don't have a whole wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they deliver that and then a box i'm sure sure a big box right Mm -hmm. and then they or several they don't they take the other soil somewhere else and like put it back into nature but also as i was researching some stuff i read that disneyland has had a huge problem with ashes being scattered there and it's technically like their their rules are like you can't scatter ashes they will escort you off the property if they catch you and they have a special vacuum that they bring out every month to (laughs) clean ashes no and so next time i go to disneyland i'm going to look for ashes because apparently they're everywhere in disneyland so what did they do with those ashes when they vacuum them up? I don't know. I didn't get that far in the research. But <laughs> how are they like, ashes? <laughs> they, like bring it out? Like, well, you know how they do if someone throws up. Yeah. They're there in like 30 seconds yeah. to clean it up. They have a lot of uh, cameras. True. Yeah. Cameras I bet if you see like shaking ashes yeah. out of their sleeve or something, they're like, <laughs> or someone's throwing ashes over. By- oh, they said the Haunted Mansion. People scatter ashes in the Haunted Mansion all the time. In? Yes. The Creep. ride. But it's just covered in human remains. <laughs> Oh, this is a really good fact. Isn't that interesting? It is. People are so strange, aren't we? Well, Disneyland's on my list, so... (laughs) Good luck with that. So, Phoebe? Yeah. We're getting escorted off the property. (laughs) Do it at the end of the day. (laughs) I think I know. Throw it on the parade. (laughs) 
Oh, throwing on the parade. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. Put it in the fireworks. Oh, that'd be exciting. I don't know how you do that, but anyway, just a funny little story. So anyway, if, if you are interested in Disneyland, put it in your list. Tell your people to do it later in the day so they don't waste their ticket and get kicked out beforehand. <laughs> and, and you also might be vacuumed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and will be vacuumed up. At some point, you will be vacuumed up. The big decision here, of course, is what you your preference is. It helps with the memorial home and the kids. So to kind of what, you know, what we do in estate planning is always just trying to take decisions out of the hands of people that could fight about it. Right. So if we just say this is harmony, trying to keep harmony. Yeah. And people say, well, I don't care. Cause I, you know, I'll be dead mm-hmm. and my kids can figure it out. I'm like, that's exactly what we're trying to avoid because your just kids right, want I don't care them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And saying cremated, I don't care what you do with them. Because if you say, I don't care, then the kids will have to agree. But the legal decision of what way to dispose, cremation, burial, or composting, is one you should make. And you can say you don't care what happens to the remains after that. that that's what I'm saying. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't care what happens to the ashes. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares about that legally. No. They all wind up in landfill or in, in the ground. Just throw in the landfill. It, <laughs> although I've had to, in a probate, and after someone has died, I've had to mediate between a parent and child who gets the cremated remains. Cremains. Cremains. Can't they split them up? No, because legally it was the surviving spouses. So the kid didn't get any. There's a statute that says the surviving spouse gets the remains. Why do people want ashes? To put in a necklace, to put in a paperweight, to put in their backyard. Why? To put on the mantle. To put on the mantle, to make a shrine. People are connected to ashes. And, you know, your brother has ashes from his cat on his mantle. No. Stoli? Stoli? No, not that cat. Oh, uh, there's a more important. Tux. Oh, yeah. Tux is more important. Yeah, yeah. So That's I guess that though. means, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess. Pet ashes are a thing. Oh, yeah. Big I did not realize time. that. Well, and pets are a thing. <laughs> pets. Who pets are big. Yeah, pets? yeah. Okay. So disposition authorizations. Yeah. It's easy. One witness, one document. Where do you get the document? Orberwills.com. Okay. As a start, uh, you, you guys you have know, it. It's actually not as common as you think. It's not like a lot of the other documents we talk about. This is one that not all attorneys do. We think they're really important. Basically, you can just write down, I want to be cremated, sign it, have someone watch you sign it. Okay. And put it with, you can create your own document. Yes, in this case, you can. I and mean, then, it won't get the memorial homes what they want exactly, but well, what does it, a memorial home want? I mean, they want liability to know that they're not going to be sued yeah. if they, yeah. if well, they okay, you. if you want to be cremated, then the crematorium wants something. What do they want? Same thing? Yeah, the, the kids will sign something at that point, but they don't have to agree. Only one kid would have to sign the stuff. If we know you want to be cremated, one kid can effectuate that and deal with the crematorium. What if none of the kids want you to be cremated, but you do? I've actually had that question. A young person died and the whole family wanted him to be buried. And he had said in writing he wanted to be cremated. And so they were asking me how to upend his directive. And I was like, I can't help you. Ethically, I won't help you do that. Because that's not what he wanted. Yeah. So I guess they could do they, it. I, they, they probably worked They'll with the memorial home. Yeah. And figured it out. But okay. if they all agreed. And signed a fine. waiver for the memorial home. Yeah. But I, 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 I didn't feel comfortable. No. Because I knew that kid. Oh, sad. Yeah. So anyway, point is put in writing so that we don't have that mess, but they can still go to work and get stuff done. But at least we have it in writing and then take that decision off your kids' hands, out of your kids' hands. That's easy. Yeah. Off their shoulders. Off their shoulders. (laughs) And into 
not their hands either. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we're done with this. Yeah. <laughs> so think about it. Get it in writing. That's where I'd start. That's the easiest one we've talked about. That is the easiest the one we've talked about. It is. Yes. Okay, I want a shrine though. I am. I'm ready for the shrine. Well, we're doing an ofrenda. <laughs> You're not going to be on there yet. Sorry. <laughs> my knitting up. All my, oh my weird gosh. little shell animals you made out of sweaters. Do you still have cat hair in cat jars? Jars of cat hair. That's for a different shrine. Another day. We'll, we'll talk about my cat dander jars. Yeah, gross. All right. With that, you guys, Fletcher's have a great <laughs> Fletcher's and mine for all the Okay. We're stopped now. Okay. We will, uh, you'll hear us next time for the next episode of You Can't Take It With You. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the You Can't Take It With You podcast. We hope you've learned something from this episode. If you've enjoyed listening, please rate and review us. And to learn more information about estate planning and end-of-life issues, visit our website at www.thenarrowslawgroup.com. Thanks again for listening.